This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Comes to a decision in the trial of a man accused of killing an area DoorDash delivery driver. I'm Mike Marilla. Remember in 2016 when the polls were wrong and Donald Trump won? Well, what if that happens again this year? At 710, we talked to Politico about whether pollsters are still undercounting Republican votes. And on Wall Street, the Dow loses 125. It's 7 o'clock. Powerful Hurricane Ian plows toward Florida. Anyone on the Gulf Coast prepare for impact? Oath keepers on trial. If they're convicted, they can be looking at as much as 20 years in prison. Millions of fake fentanyl pills seized. The Justice Department will never give up. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuiper in Chicago. Hurricane Ian made landfall in Cuba this morning as a major Category 3 storm bringing heavy rains and a storm surge and leaving one million people without, without electricity. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says the track is forecasted to strike land at the Charlotte-Sarasota County border tomorrow night. This man is in Tampa. It's time to maybe put up the plywood. We got sandbags and all kinds of anti-flooding devices. John Cangelosi is with the National Hurricane Center. There's going to be a widespread region of around 10 inches and surge. There could be peaks around 10 feet very near where the system makes landfall. Millions of Floridians are under evacuation orders. More from CBS's Manuel Bohorkas in Fort Myers. The evacuation orders have expanded here again in Lee and Charlotte counties, especially because you have those barrier islands, for example, Captiva and Sanibel, low-lying areas. Some visitors have found themselves stranded in central Florida. I'm Peter King at Orlando International Airport. One of the few Tuesday cancellations here was a Frontier flight to Syracuse, New York, because the plane had a bird strike on the way down here. Darlene was supposed to fly home. Instead... Well, now I'm going to have a longer visit with my family. This airport looked as crowded as it does during the holiday season. Many people flying out at the last minute to escape the storm. Airport officials say the last flight out of here will be Wednesday morning at 1030. President Biden on the federal resources at work. FEMA has already deployed 700 personnel to Florida, and the governor has activated 5,000 state National Guard with another 2,000 guards coming from other states. The January 6th House Select Committee has postponed tomorrow's hearing because of Hurricane Ian. Jury selection gets underway in the trial of the founder of the Oath Keepers and four associates charged with seditious conspiracy in connection with the U.S. Capitol attack. CBS's Catherine Herridge on the charge facing Stuart Rhodes and the other Defendants. The allegation from the government is that they were all part of a weeks-long conspiracy beginning shortly after the election to recruit individuals, to train individuals, all with a mind to overthrow or block the certification of the Electoral College on January 6th. A stopgap funding bill to avoid a government shutdown has advanced in the Senate. On Wall Street, the Dow closed down 126 points. The Nasdaq rose 27. Now this. 
Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. 703 on this Tuesday evening, September 27th, 2022. 63 in Manassas, dropping to the 40s overnight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. Some local Virginia students left their books and classes to protest a proposed policy change on transgender rights. They're opposed to new guidelines from Virginia's Department of Education they say would affect the rights of transgender students. WTOP's Neil Augenstein starts our team coverage. Here at Loudoun County High School, about 60 students walked out the front door. This student, Felicity, is concerned that changes, including requiring parents to give permission to refer to their students by a different name or pronoun, would put the students at risk. Many students have supporting parents, and they can go home to supportive homes. But there's also students whose school is their safe place. And if we take that away from them by taking away their privacy, that can really harm them. Asked if there's a middle ground between the current guidelines and Governor Yunkins. Yes, there could probably be some sort of middle area that could be matched, but we don't quite know what that would be yet. In Leesburg, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. We've learned almost 1,400 students from a dozen Loudoun County high schools participated in the walkout. It lasted about 25 minutes. Those in charge say students who chose to participate will not face disciplinary consequences. Governor Glenn Youngkin was not available for an interview today, but did respond to our request for comment on the student walkout by saying the existing policy excluded parents, which he says is, quote, just not right. He went on to say parents should be absolutely at the center of this discussion with their kids. He thinks it's best for the child's interests and for the family's best interest. Fairfax County Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay, in the meantime, who's been outspoken about Youngkin's directive to the Board of Education, talked with us here for the DMV Download podcast, and we further discuss this issue. Frankly, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them for standing up and, and making a statement. My daughter's one of those kids. On the DMV Download podcast, we asked Fairfax County Chair Jeff McKay whether he feels pressure from the Yunkin administration in regard to the policy changes that would hand parents of transgender children control over their experience at school as it relates to their gender identity. I don't need pressure on me to say the right thing. I, I think what he's doing is wrong. I think we had model procedures in place. And so I've got to set a tone for how our kids can be themselves be accepted, be comfortable, and that we live in a community that overall is healthy. And, and I think about that every minute of every day. Here are a full conversation about education and school safety on the DMV Download podcast. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. The protests coincide with a month-long public comment period that began today. It's been getting slammed so far. A state website's gotten more than 15,000 comments for and against the proposal. Details at WTOP.com. In other news, early in the morning, the day after Christmas 2019, a Prince William County man lost his life when he unknowingly opened a door at a Denny's for two robbery suspects. Now, the man who shot him has been found guilty of murder. After that act of kindness by Yusuf Oscar, who was working as a delivery driver for DoorDash at the time, Prince William County police investigators say Oscar was hit with a baton and then shot and killed by Jordan Anderson after he and another man, Ryan Walker, left the restaurant they just robbed. After four days of deliberating, Anderson was found guilty of second-degree murder, which was down from the first-degree murder charge that prosecutors sought. 
In all, the jury decided he committed 45 of the 49 crimes he was charged with. Now Anderson faces life in prison when sentenced. Walker's trial is set for April of next year. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, during 2016 and to a lesser extent, but still in 2020, pollsters have been undercounting Republican votes. Although they're trying to get that fixed for the midterms coming up in six weeks, are they doing it or could the polls be wrong yet again? Stay with us, 707. This is Dr. Tracy Applebaum from Rocky Gorge Animal Hospital. Whether trauma, infection, or arthritis, our pets need pain relief too. Many over-the-counter pain relievers are not safe for our animals, so it is very important to speak with your vet if you feel that your pet seems uncomfortable. We now have many affordable treatment options, such as medication, laser therapy, and chiropractics. If you are interested in scheduling an appointment, please contact us at Rocky rockygorgevet.com. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash women first. 708. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s to the WTOP Traffic Center and Bob Imler. Well, pretty evident we are back to full volume rush hours with the Nats homestand, the last homestand. That is also uh, increasing the volume trying to get toward Nats Park. But we still have plenty around the Beltway. Let's start in Virginia. Outer Loop Beltway after Van Dorn Street, a crash on the right side. And they were looking for another one uh, closer to Telegraph Road. But in any event, it's slow the entire way, getting to and across the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. 395 northbound, very slow uh, before Boundary Channel. Uh, Crystal City, uh, all the way uh, over the 14th Street Bridge, southbound George Washington Parkway. That, too, has been affected by delays getting to the ramps to go north on 395 and also getting to the ramps to go uh, eastbound on 66 over the Roosevelt Bridge, which itself is quite slow eastbound getting into town tonight. Maryland Beltway on the inner loop. You do slow down a bit uh, getting through Bethesda and Silver Spring as of yet. And uh, things are in pretty good shape on 95 at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. BW Parkway, just a little bit of volume here and there. 50 eastbound now through Chevrolet, slow getting out to 202. May have something getting some attention on the shoulder. 50 out to the Bay Bridge is good to go. 270 runs without delay. And back in Virginia on 66, there are no delays to report. 95 south, briefly slow, uh, getting over the Occoquan to 123. Play Beat the Book at MGM National Harbor each week, and you can win a share of $15,000 in free play. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or 1-800-GAMBLER. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. Mainly clear tonight. Just a few clouds out there. Lows in the mid-40s to mid-50s. A bit of a breeze at times again tomorrow and Thursday with highs warming into the mid-60s to near 70. Tomorrow, Thursday and Friday as well. Clouds start to increase Thursday and on into Friday. By Friday, we're looking at mostly cloudy skies. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 66 in Upper Marlboro, 63 in Centerville. We have 67 in D.C. Lows tonight in the lower 50s, except uh, in the suburbs where it could hit the 40s. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Great to have you here at 710. 
It's campaign 2022 on WTOP. For months now, you've been hearing this November's midterm elections are not going to be nearly as damaging to Democrats as first thought. Polls consistently show the Dems are likely to hold the Senate, and while the House will still probably flip to the Republicans, the majority may not be very big. But it's an important question to ask over and over again. What if these polls are wrong? Joining us live, Politico Senior Campaigns and Elections Editor, Stephen Shepard. And as you've reported several times, Stephen, pre-election polls consistently underreport Republican support. What are the chances it happens again in six weeks? Well, that's been, certainly been the case in the past few elections, including the past two presidential elections. It didn't always used to be that way. Uh, and this is something in 2012, for example, the polls understated Barack Obama's support as he was running for re-election. Uh, but since... 2016, it has been a consistent problem. And I talked to a number of pollsters who have tried to fix it and are trying to fix it with their 2022 polling. And quite frankly, they're just not sure if they're doing the right things or able to do the right things. And there are a lot of folks that I talk to who think that uh, it may not be quite as bad as 2020, where the polls suggested that uh, Joe Biden was going to win in a blowout victory over Donald Trump and Democrats were going to expand the House majority and neither of those things happened. Uh, but it, it might also be it might be the same pattern that we've seen that Republicans actually overperform compared to the polls once voters have their say. Uh, not to be too hard on the pollsters, but they have had since 2016 to get this fixed. You mentioned they're making efforts. W what is the problem or the holdup? Is it that you have to go through the election to see if your fixes uh, actually made some corrections? Well, that, that's part of it. Look, uh, part of the problem is that it appears to be that they are missing a segment of conservative voters aligned with Donald Trump uh, that are just are not picking up the phone or responding to polls via text message or online on the computer. Uh, these are all the ways that pollsters are trying to reach a representative sample of voters. But when you have a segment of the population that also is probably a little bit less likely to vote, especially in midterm elections, that won't participate, it's hard to know who you're missing. And so pollsters really are, they're making all their best efforts to get as many of those people in and represent them uh, according to their proportion of the population. Uh, but if they're less likely to answer the phone, it's just harder to know that you're getting the right percentage and, and you have the country rep or the state or the congressional district you're trying to poll represented properly. To the extent that you're even comfortable predicting this, will Tuesday, November 8th of this year be a pretty good one for Democrats? Well, we have, uh, I do our election forecast at Politico, and we have the Senate currently rated as a toss-up. Uh, that means we think neither party has a significant advantage in the battle for the Senate. Now, if you look at the polling and you look at 538, their model that relies only on the polling, they have a couple of different forecast models. The one that relies entirely on the polling gives Democrats a roughly 80 percent chance to keep the Senate. We think that's overinflated. I think that's overinflated. I think it's closer to a coin flip. And we have the House rated as likely Republican. Uh, it is possible for Democrats to retain their majority, but it's unlikely. Republicans are likely to win the majority uh, how big? <laughs> There's a long way to go in six weeks. Um, I, I think we, we don't believe at this point it's going to be this historically large wave election that, that I think we would have thought maybe six months ago. But it could still be a significant victory for Republicans. Uh, the, that's kind of within the possibility of possible outcomes that, that we could see on November 8th. We appreciate the update very much, Stephen. Talk to you later. 
Thanks for having me. Stephen Shepard, he's Politico's senior campaigns and elections editor. And coming up on WTOP, what Cowboys QB Dak Prescott is saying about playing in Sunday's game against the Commanders. 714. With a siloed approach to security, agencies often find they're unable to handle the changing nature of today's threat environment. To keep pace with dynamic attacks and ensure greater peace of mind, agencies are on the lookout for more centralized visibility and quick resolution of their security issues. Trellix is at the forefront of the XDR revolution, pioneering a brand new way to bring detection, response, and remediation together in a single living security solution. Learn more about XDR. Visit Trellix.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 7-15, and let's go to Rob Woodfork. All right, the Nationals and Braves underway at Nats Park. The home team looking to try and get on the scoreboard, let alone win tonight. We have no scores. We just started the bottom of the first inning. Paolo Espino getting through the uh, top of the first uh, with two strikeouts. Uh, so far, so good there. Uh, for Paolo. The uh, Nationals looking forward to adding Mackenzie Gore to this rotation. The rookie uh, who came over in the Juan Soto trade had a rehab start at AAA Rochester last night, but ran out of gas in the fourth inning, Dave Martinez. I talked to him a little bit about yesterday, and rightfully he said he felt a little fatigued that last inning. So, you know, he'll throw a bullpen again here in a few days, and then we'll we'll assess um, what we're going to do with him next. Martinez and the Nationals holding out hope that Gore, who's at the ballpark tonight, can get in a start before the season ends next week. The Orioles and Red Sox in the early going at Fenway Park. No score in the uh, top of the first inning there in Boston. The big question entering the Washington Commanders trip to Dallas Sunday. Will Dak be back for the Cowboys? The man himself, Dak Prescott, telling USA Today he's a long shot to play on Sunday. He's instead eyeing a return week five against the Rams. 2-1 Dallas has been fine without him. Cooper Rush winning both his starts. He actually made NFL history last night by leading the Cowboys to late game-winning drives in each of his first three NFL starts. In the other football, the U.S. men's national team wrapped up World Cup tune-up matches with a scoreless draw against Saudi Arabia. Rob Woodwork, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following for you on WTOP. The latest path for Hurricane Ian has the storm moving over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico, then passing west of the Florida Keys tonight and approaching the western coast of Florida tomorrow, making landfall in the afternoon. It's currently producing 120-mile-per-hour winds. It's a couple hundred miles south of Sarasota. The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot has postponed a highly anticipated public hearing tomorrow because of the hurricane. It's not clear when the hearing will be held. Across Virginia today, students have been walking out of class to protest Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed policy changes regarding transgender students. Many teens say they're unhappy with the Republicans' efforts. Some of them walked out around here. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Every work week has its thorns, but a rocking rose is coming this weekend. Brett Michaels plays Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races on Saturday. He spoke with WTOP Entertainment Editor Jason Fraley. It's rock and roll meets Kenny Chesty meets Jimmy Buffett meets the Poison, Cryo, and Pyro. So you get the whole works. Brett Michaels formed Poison in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania in 1983 for hits like Nothing But a Good Time. Everyone's singing at the top of their lungs. It's a good party song. He followed up with the chart-topping ballad, Every Rose Has Its Thorn. It's more painful, but much easier to write a song that is bittersweet. 
Hear our full chat on my podcast, Beyond the Fame. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. It's 718. Traffic and weather on the 8s to Bob Immler. Well, delays on the outer loop getting to the Wilson Bridge starting around Van Dorn Street. The crash after Van Dorn is clear, but there is one in the local lanes just before Route 1. Listener found that on the left side of the roadway with the right side blocked in the through lanes by some of the response, at least initially. Not sure if that's still the case, but... That's why it's still heavy and slow, really, just after Springfield all the way to the Wilson Bridge. 395 North, very heavy, getting into town as of yet. Uh, from about Boundary Channel and southbound GW Parkway, a couple of spots very heavy getting to uh, both the Roosevelt Bridge and also the 14th Street Bridge. And inbound Roosevelt Bridge still has some delays there. 95 South from Morton slows over the Occoquan to 123. Pretty good shape right now on 66, though. Delays there have cleared out. Did have a crash a while ago on uh, 234 West of 95 at Talon Drive. And uh, traffic on the Beltway in Montgomery County, that remains quite slow on the inner loop. Past 355 and off and on through Silver Spring, through College Park and Greenbelt, clearing out nicely. 50 out to the Bay Bridge runs without delay. And 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, uh, also doing all right. No problems to report either way on uh, 270. In Northwest Connecticut Avenue at California Street, at last report, still working on the crash involving an overturned vehicle. Join the YMCA today with zero enrollment fees and move forward toward achieving your fitness goals. Enjoy swimming, getting a great workout, and more. Visit ymcadc.org to learn more. Hurry, offer ends September 30th. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. Mainly clear skies on this Tuesday night. Lows in the mid-40s to mid-50s. For tomorrow, cooler than today by a few degrees. Mid to upper 60s for highs with a bit of a breeze at times and mostly to partly sunny skies. A mix of clouds and sun on Thursday. More clouds south of the district with more sunshine to the north. Highs near 70. Plenty of clouds on Friday with highs in the mid to upper 60s. And then we're tracking rain for the weekend with highs in the low to mid 60s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Now 63 in Reston, 67 in Bethesda, 65 in Woodbridge. Lows tonight lower 50s for most of us, 40s in the suburbs. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Still ahead here on WTOP, another grocery store opening in part of our area that has traditionally been a food desert. Stay with us. Everything I know about marijuana, I learned back when me and my friends had mullets. Yeah, I guess I got some catching up to do. And I'm curious about medical marijuana. It's legal in my state, I think. But is it right for me? Ugh. Where can I get reliable, professional answers to my questions? The answer to that question is Veriheal, V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. Medical marijuana can be complicated, even confusing. You want trustworthy answers without jumping through hoops or waiting to see a doctor. I'm a curious guy, but I'm a cautious guy, too. I need trustworthy information, reliable answers to my questions. So Veriheal sounds good. Tell me more. Veriheal.com is your single source for facts about medical marijuana and to pre-qualify online. Private and secure, quick and easy. Get started today with easy financing. V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L. Convenience is why we're here. Trust is why we're number one. Veraheel.com. 721. George Wallace here, and why not start the season with great connections? See if you qualify for free internet through the FCC's Affordable Connectivity Program. Credit typically begins within one bill cycle. Limited time program and subject to change. Other restrictions apply. Learn more at cox.com slash ACP. And the holidays are coming, and that means family and movies. Gather together to stream traditional favorites or the latest shows on popular apps like Hulu, Disney+, HBO Max, and Peacock on Contour Stream Player. Learn more at cox.com.
WTOP proudly hosts the Small Business September Series presented by Eagle Bank. Throughout the month, see, hear, and interact with stories and advice shared by business leaders whose companies and organizations work to support the region's business community. Our thanks to the Greater Washington Board of Trade, the Greater Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Prince William County Economic Development, BizLaunch, a division of Arlington Economic Development, Industrious, and Eagle Bank. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Visit the Small Business September Hub. Go to WTOP.com and search Small Business September. This is WTOP News. 723. A Lidl food market will hold its grand opening tomorrow morning, capping a long struggle to bring grocery stores to neighborhoods east of the Anacostia River. Five mayors, including former mayor and Ward 7 Council member Vince Gray, helped give life to the Skyland Town Center, the new development here where Lidl is at the center. Let's all celebrate what we're doing here at Skyland, ladies and gentlemen. The new supermarket is a tribute to Carrie Thornhill, who fought three decades to transform her Hillcrest neighborhood. Ready access to fresh, quality food has long been a challenge for residents living east of the Anacostia River. The Lidl food market has created 60 jobs, most of them filled by residents of Ward 7 and 8. In Southeast, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Alexandria, really like the rest of our area, is trying to come back stronger after the pandemic. A new report that will be presented to the city council tomorrow shows the city is trying to reach out to more Spanish language and black communities for tourism and investing more heavily in tourism in general. More than $400,000 has now been invested in a new digital ad campaign trying to get people to come spend some money and eat and drink in Alexandria. There's also a new push to expand mental health resources in the city's public schools. The report says other programs are in their earlier stages. That includes helping small businesses recover and providing more affordable housing to an even more diverse group of people. President Biden is promoting his administration's plans to bring down health care costs for seniors. CBS News correspondent Skylar Henry. The Biden administration says for the first time in more than a decade, Medicare Part B premiums are expected to decrease rather than go up next year. Millions of seniors and people with disabilities on Medicare, that means more money in their pockets while still getting the care they need. According to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the standard monthly premium for Medicare Part B in 2023 will decrease by more than $5, while next year's annual deductible will be $7 lower. President Biden also promises to continue fighting to lower insulin costs for all Americans, not just Medicare beneficiaries. Getting vaccinated against COVID can change the timing of a woman's menstrual cycle. But it's only temporary and there's no effect on fertility. All of that information is in a new study involving nearly 20,000 people published in the British Medical Journal. It's 725 Money News at 25 and 55 with Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow lost another 126 points in Tuesday's session to a fresh bear market low. The 10-year Treasury yield is now approaching 4%, the highest since 2010. 2023 premium set for Medicare Part B for next year, $165 a month. That's 3% lower than this year. The International Gold Cup in the Plains is October 22nd. The equine industry in Virginia is worth $2 billion a year, the economy. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Our senators making a little, at least a little progress, if not a lot of progress, on keeping a government shutdown from happening in a few days. We'll check in with our Mitchell Miller. Stay with us on WTOP. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Visit new and exciting places across the U.S. On Amtrak, it isn't just about the destination. It's about the journey with no metal seats, extra legroom, and even private rooms. Book now at Amtrak.com. What did 9 out of 10 people who died from COVID have in common? 
over 50 or older. And if you have a condition like heart disease or diabetes, your risk is even higher. COVID vaccines lower the risk of death. Get your updated vaccine now. It could save your life. We can do this. Find updated COVID vaccines at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. On the house, no charge. Complimentary, gratis. For a limited time, Silver Diner is offering free delivery through silverdiner.com. You heard that right. Free delivery through silverdiner.com.